We're going to turn our attention right to the healthcare sector. Brad Galoncar loves this sector. He's, oh, well, I should say he loves it. He's very, very in tune with it. He'll tell us whether he loves it right now or not. Brad Loncar, CEO, Loncar Investments. I mean, this is a, an area that you have studied in great detail for many, many years. So you tell us, how has the healthcare sector, more importantly, the biotech stocks that you watch so closely performed recently? And what is your takeaway when you look at what's going on there? Hey, Nicole, it's great to be with you. You know, it's interesting. I, I've heard some of your prior guests talk about what a stressful day this was. And, and in biotech, it feels like the best day we've had in ages. Um, I do love this sector, but I also always give you my honest opinion. And earlier this year, I warned that parts of biotech were in a bit of a bubble. So that bubble started to deflate in early February, and we're down about 30% since our February high. And this was really one of the first days where biotech kind of bucked the S&P and Dow uh, in a long time. Usually we're red and they're green, and, and today it was the opposite. And so the question is, is this you know, a sign of a bottom or a turn? It, it of course, is too early to tell. It's only one day. and. My intuition kind of tells me that we're not out of the woods yet. And the reason for that is uh, with the 30% drawdown that we've had, we haven't seen outflows out of the sector. And so I would watch some of the big biotech ETFs like Arc Genome and XBI uh, for when money starts to flow out of them. Because if that starts happening, things could really get you know dicey. And so what I would say is um, there's some stocks that are looking attractive but I think investors have to be careful. One day is, is nice, but it, it doesn't tell us if we've made the turn yet or not. Right. I mean, you really need to see some sort of pattern or a support level and then maybe a little bit of a breakout, right? Um, I think your point about being off 30% from those highs is very interesting. But um, the outflows, I mean, there was some selling going on, but maybe just not in the major ETFs, maybe on particular stocks. So now what? I mean, there, you mentioned that there were some stocks that you do like or you're watching during the sector, which you still think could be seeing some weakness. Yeah. Well, you know, the stocks that have actually held up well over these last few months are the big biotech companies like Gilead and Amgen and ones like that. And I think this time has been a reminder about why we own some of, of, of those. They have been very out of favor you know, during growth times, um, but they really held up well during this difficult time. And you know, a company like Gilead pays over a 4% dividend. And so it's kind of the best of both worlds. You have something that's a little defensive, but growth oriented, and you get some income in the meantime. And so I think that's a good lesson for biotech investors um, to have learned over these last handful of months is that those big companies exist and can help us out for a reason, and they've really been the stars of the show. And so, you know, during this time when we don't really know if we're out of the woods yet or not, um, you know, maybe those are good companies to hide out in um, until we figure out where the mid and smaller cap companies go in the meantime. And it's interesting because you talk about some of these names, right? And I know cancer drugs, I mean, Gilead, we've seen mergers and acquisitions in the space. And when you look at some of the specific names, right, when you look at um, CHRS, which is Coherus Biosciences, and, 
MG, NX. I mean, these are some names that have come to your attention. Are you watching those? You're going to buy them at a certain point, or would you buy a little bit each month? How would you do it with those? Yeah, so no matter what's going on with the broader biotech sector, the key to success always is investing in impactful science. So we have a big cancer conference coming up uh, towards the end of the month. It's called ASCO. And it's kind of the Super Bowl of cancer. And you know, a lot of great companies will pre be presenting their new cancer data there. And so that's where we're going to really see some of that great science on display. So you mentioned Coherus. I, I, I'm really interested in this company because traditionally, they've been a type of generic drug maker. They create something called biosimilars. That's actually been a very bad business lately, which has been reflected in their earnings um, and their stock price. But they're smart managers, and they're pivoting to innovative drugs. And they have a cancer drug, Torpalumab, um, that's being highlighted at this cancer conference in what's called a plenary session, which is it means it's you know of high significance. And so I think that this company, Coheris, uh, is really going to go through a transition over the next six months to a year as it goes from being a biosimilars company um, to practicing more innovative medicine. And so, you know, I like when a story changes like that. Uh, another right. one that you mentioned, uh, Macrogenics, uh, they have something called- Yeah, quickly on this one. Yeah, they have an antibody mm -hmm. drug conjugate, um, which is a new exciting technology. Uh, that focuses on uh, prostate cancer. It's a target called B7H3 specifically. And uh, it's a target that we've seen some interesting data in in the past, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they have at ASCO this year. Yeah, it's interesting that you're talking about this big event happening and where we could probably get some more news on the entire biotech sector. So we'll watch for that. Thank you for the heads up on that. Brad Loncar, I know you're fully immersed in this uh, group. So that's why we love to have you on the show. Thank you. Brad Loncar, CEO of Loncar Investments. Thanks very much.